At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis Polish Reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 28th year, founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hempresent is Rita Saljak, owner of the Coffee Joint in Denver, Colorado. In 2017, the voters of the city of Denver approved Initiative 300, a ballot measure allowing cannabis social consumption lounges or cannabis clubs. Businesses seeking to be a cannabis lounge have to complete an extensive public use license application and be located within the confines of specific locations, at least 1,000 feet from schools, drug or alcohol treatment facilities, child care centers, and city-owned parks or recreation centers. Outdoor smoking areas, however, are allowed. Denver's first cannabis club is the Coffee Joint, located on the west side of the city in a light industrial area just off of Interstate 25. Due to Colorado's Clean Air Act, these stony establishments are prohibited from allowing open flame or smoking of any kind, so joints, blunts, and bongs are not allowed. But there are other tried and true distribution methods by which to be an imbiber of the fiber. About that, we'll hear from Rita Saljak, a seasoned entrepreneur with years of experience in any number of fields. Aside from her master's 
master's degree in civil engineering. Rita is a CEO of Yumaway LLC that has two grow facilities and three dispensaries in the Denver metro area, including a new dispensary in Longmont, Colorado that just opened last week. She's also part owner of The Coffee Joint, the first and only licensed cannabis social consumption establishment. Rita is very passionate about cannabis research, fighting opioid addictions with cannabis, researching mental health and cannabis, philosophy and respectable consumption, and she's joined me today. Welcome, Rita, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you, Vivian. Thanks for inviting us. My pleasure. So, Rita, before we start talking about the coffee joint, may I ask, are you just a clever entrepreneur getting in on the ground floor of a new industry, or do you have a personal history or connection with cannabis yourself? I probably started as a clever entrepreneur, but since I've been here for five years, and I'm reading everything possible to read about cannabis and trying to understand for myself why it's there and what to do with it. I became a big proponent, and I do have some personal history that kind of leads me, makes me very much interested in what's going on with cannabis and why it is so, became so, so widely popular and why it was prohibited and all that. So this is a passion of mine at this point. So you must have a lot to learn. Uh, you, have you learned a lot so far uh, operating several cannabis establishments? Yes. About five years ago, we started with a grow operation here in Denver. And we just looked at the business aspect of it. We were two real estate agents that was trying a new venture. But since then, I had a friend who recovered from opioid addiction by using cannabis. I had my mom who not using opioids for her eight cancers and using uh, cannabis to treat her pain and actually some other symptoms. And uh, myself who had depression and was able to recover on that, not not specifically on cannabis, but still made me think about it, made me read a lot of uh, philosophies, religious documents, uh, listen to many people who are doing it for longer than I am, who who are trying to understand it for longer than I am, and made me a proponent of it. I think think it's a great place uh, for the cannabis industry. Let me wait for 10 seconds. So people patronizing the coffee joint are not allowed to smoke a pipe, a blunt, or a bong. Uh, what are they allowed to do? What are the ways that people ingest their cannabis at your establishment? People are allowed to vape. People are allowed to consume edibles. People are allowed to dab. And sometimes they're making coffee with marshmallows infused with cannabis. Different kind of edibles that they can try together with coffee and, or together with drinks or with food. So, what would somebody find if they walked into the coffee joint right now? What would they see? They would see a really nice uh, modern uh, establishment, kind of like looks like a Starbucks on steroids, with little tables and uh, gift shop and a lot of CBD items for sale and rigs and pipes and they will be free to answer 
to to enter and consume if they purchased in one of our dispensaries or fee for consumption is five dollars but if they just gonna browse and walk and buy cbd items or gifts they don't have to pay any fees and uh, we have a lot of events and we have a ping pong table and hoops table and we have private office that's where i am right now having an interview with you <laughs> so if people want to come in and you, you've got other variety of locations that uh, that you sell a variety of items that you sell at your location right uh mm-hmm. yes so what kind of inventory do you offer to your patrons we sell CBD products. We sell supporting cannabis products like rigs and pipes. Then we have souvenirs, accessories, papers. We have some art and food and drink, uh, non-alcoholic drinks. And coffee and tea is free. So is it a membership type of operation or can anybody walk into the coffee joint? Anybody can walk into a coffee joint. We are only public place, and that's what we have a license for. That, that we cannot be visible from the street, but once person enters and shows their ID, they just we don't need to know who they are. They can just go and check it out. But you know, when they um, want to consume, we're actually asking them to complete a waiver form, and they sign in that. So it kind of tells them that they have to behave, act responsibly, and this is not something to take lightly. If they're not used to consume cannabis and they over-consume, it's not helping them, it's not helping anybody. So this is all about education and promoting responsible consumption. You opened the first uh, business of your kind in Denver that was probably a little bit controversial. What was the community reception like when you proposed the idea? Was there any pushback or did you feel welcomed in the area? We actually felt really welcomed. We have a neighborhood association that helped us a lot. And Denver uh, Department of Excise and Licenses just kind of walked us through the process and hold our hand. So I cannot be more thankful. Just, just they did a great job, and they all helped us out. But they were also waiting for the establishment, like ours, because they started allowing it last August, and we applied in December, and nobody applied or applied before that. And even now they're trying to understand um, in meeting task, task forces meeting in the city of Denver and trying to understand what's stopping people from opening this kind of establishments because they do need it. And everybody understands that they do need it. It's just not happening. So you're kind of a pioneer in that uh, that area of work. Yes. No one else has really done what you're doing. Not yet. There are some people trying <laughs> and uh, they work working to get the license, but so far we only one. We all know that there are issues that can arise in alcohol establishments with people over consuming, getting in fights, basically displaying a general sense of assholeness. Uh, Rachel O'Brien, who led the campaign against Initiative 300, said to the media that she wanted to see more studies on how people react on cannabis before it was allowed for public use. She said, quote, it just seems like this could lead to situations where issues could occur. Have you experienced any issues specific to operating a cannabis lounge? How's it been going? Uh, 
you know, I was worrying and I was reading what she was saying and I was worrying myself. I was afraid that we would have to have a security guard inside, that we will have to open the door and tons of tons of people because the only one gonna start walking in and we wouldn't have enough staff and they're all gonna misbehave and homeless people will help, uh, will camp. But it's not the case at all. People just behaving the best we could possibly imagine. They usually have somebody else to give in, giving them rights or they take an Uber. They kind of walking into our establishment and based on the way that we lead them with the design of establishment, with the, our staff, uh, with the educational part of it, it kind of leads them to behave in certain ways that we want to. And we, we were very happy with our clientele. So things have gone pretty mellow for you so far. No hassles. Oh, the worst case, and it, I, it wasn't so bad. It was just funny. The guy didn't want to leave. He's saying that <laughs> he'd like to stay past 10, and uh, it's too bad that the closing. But, you know, we kind of have to politely tell him that maybe he should find a hotel. But otherwise, now people were doing great, and uh, a lot of people working from here. We have a good Wi-Fi, so they consuming and working, calling CEOs of another companies. I don't know if they're aware where they're working from, but it works great. great. And we have a lot of groups that come in here, like we have a group of people who want to write a software here, and they have their events, and we have pizza parties, and we have video games, and art events. And so sometimes we come in and there's nobody there, and you can kind of take your coffee and chill out and watch TV and sometimes you come in and it's a full of people and there's a lot of good communications and everybody is telling their stories and people putting pins on the map and hi I'm from Ohio oh, hi I'm from Texas I found out about your establishment so I came directly from airport I still can I have my luggage here for just few hours with me when I'm here and I put it in the corner. I'm going back to airport. I'm just here just for you. So we see those. And it's really... Sounds sounds like a community center. My guest is... My guest is Rita Saluk from The Coffee Joint. We're going to roach it for a minute, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers, come back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. 
Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio Social Crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Rita Saluk from the coffee joint in Denver, Colorado. Um... Rita, you own a cannabis retail store right next door to the coffee joint. You own several retail stores, I believe, in in the Denver area. Um, So people can score some weed and then just step next door to vape it or eat it. Um, That's a pretty clever business model. What advice might you have for anyone listening that might be thinking about opening up a social consumption club in their town? Uh, Is there anything you think people should think about first? The first thing, you have to think which towns allow social consumption and what's their regulations. So far, I think Denver is the only one that allows us in the way that we have it. I believe San Francisco and some other towns, they allow private clubs or kind of like Denver, closing their eyes on the private clubs and let them function under private umbrella. But I think we only one right now license that really became legal and functional. I think New Jersey is trying to follow the same way of social consumption next to dispensaries, and their model, based on what I read in their regulations, very similar to what Denver does. But there are some other places looking into it, like Nevada, Las, uh, Las Vegas, and a uh, few other ones. So, But it have not been matured anywhere. I'm, I'm thinking probably in five years it's going to be a much different story, but that's what it is now. So they have to look at that first. And then they have to, after they read regulations and understand them, they have to see what kind of business model they would have. Based on what I understand in Denver, since we cannot sell cannabis in social consumption environments, there's got to be something else that would have to be profitable or at least help the existence of establishments like this. For example, with us, we're still non-profitable and we are not planning really to be profitable. Hopefully we'll break even at some point. But we serve in two big purposes for us. Uh, we help in dispensary next door with advertisements and it's additional space for our customers to wait, to hang out, to educate themselves. And it's also kind of put us in a spotlight where we can drive the way we wanted the industry, for the industry to be and to become. And we are very proud and humbled with it. And we 
we're so thankful for that opportunity, for opportunity to talk to you guys and to the Denver mayor and to other, other industry leaders and see where we want the industry to be. It just evolved so much from when it came from underground. And we think that with that initiative that Denver has, it helps the whole city and the whole industry to put this in the right perspective and give industry the better name that we all wanted for so long. Speaking of the initiative, Denver voters elected to put Measure 300 into effect as a pilot program until 2020, uh, at which time it can be extended, become permanent, or be rescinded. Do you have any concerns that your business might be shuttered at that time? Or are you optimistic that the powers that be will feel that places like the coffee joint make sense and are the natural progression of legalizing the herb? Well, I believe they're going to either extend the program or give us some kind of waiver and let us to continue if they decide not to. Just because we pro city probably needs us even more than we need them, or at least just as much. We're good partners. Uh, city didn't ask questions. You allow you allow people to purchase. Where do they? What are they going to consume? Hotels doesn't allow tourists to consume. Some people don't allow to consume in their apartments. And so now we have an answer. Go to the coffee joint where you can consume legally. So you're providing a service to your community by giving people a place to consume their cannabis. Yeah, I believe so. So I think city will work with us. But in the worst case, if for some reason things change and this industry is so evolving that I wouldn't bet on what's going to happen next year, we'll still function as an education center and we will have CBD and gift shops. We've, we're really hoping that they continue with the consumption here, though. Do you have a lot of people that come in wanting to learn about cannabis that are curious? Oh, yes. Yes people looking for answers. Now, when they legally consume for over a decade, they wanted to know what we consume, what it's for. And if you, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. When I'm Googling cannabis in anything, cannabis in arthritis, yes, cannabis is the winner. Cannabis in opioids, sure. Cannabis in pain, yes. Cannabis, whatever, any anything. But there are no real studies. We're really struggling for studies. Uh, and I believe um, Denver University just recently obtained a grant to study uh, spinal pain in cannabis. But there's more than that in the plant, and we're thinking that plant deserves to be researched. There's nothing wrong with it, just the wrong way people could have used it, and maybe the wrong name it was given. And maybe some brainwashing that we all had about drugs that maybe needs to be reviewed once again. But right now we're at the point that uh, doctors and medicine cannot be trusted as much as we were hoping for. They were giving us painkillers and we figured out that it's opioids. They don't have answers to mental health issue. And I'm not saying that cannabis has all its answers. But at least they have some. And I've heard a long time ago that there's every good idea has three stages. And the first stage says um, 
it's it just impossible. And the second stage said there's uh, something about it. And the third stage, oh, come on, everybody knows about it. So it's only <laughs> interest us to study things in the second phase. And cannabis right now comes right in the second phase. There's something about it. There is a reason people in all states voting for cannabis. There is a reason they're coming here. And older people more than younger and trying to find their answers. That means that those questions have not been answered, and there means there's something in there. Rita, do you see a day when there would be social consumption places in every city in the country in the future? I would think it's a possibility, at least uh, the stigma is going away, and I don't see anything wrong with that. And, uh, you know, I also read a lot about uh, addictions, and I'm from former Soviet Union, so we had a lot of alcoholics there. And I've read one article that those alcoholics, they're just not people who are specifically addicted to alcohol because they just had nothing to do and who knows why. They're treating themselves for some mental illnesses, which we all Self-medicating. Have. They're self-treating themselves. Correct, yeah. And I'm not taking talking about some illnesses that's rare. I'm talking about anxiety and depression that all of us have. And if people need to shut down for an hour after the stressful week and that's what helps them, I think it's much better for them to consume alcohol or consume cannabis than it's when it's result than have it resulted in depression or psychosis or who knows. And doctors do not have answers again. So there are some good answers with some new lines of antidepressants, but still it needs research. Mental health needs research. We're in a good wave. There is something about it. Well, we certainly agree here at Cannabis Radio that cannabis has a lot to offer the human race. I'm speaking to Rita Saluk uh, from the Coffee Joint in Denver, Colorado. We're going to take our second pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are kicking off in Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix in January. Register today using the promo code CANNABISRADIO20, all spelled in caps as one word, Cannabis Radio 20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another can't-miss event. Sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Rita Saluk from the Coffee Joint. Uh, Rita, what do you most want to leave people with in regard to the Coffee Joint, which is located at 1130 Yuma Court next to Interstate 25 in Lincoln Park in Denver, Colorado? Uh, what do you want people to take away? I want people to feel that cannabis industry is an evolving industry that's going to have some benefits, needs to be researched, studied, but please take it as a new future that. It's up to all of us to make it right for us, for ourselves. And please take it as a journey where you have to study and understand, and we'll be happy to help you with that journey. And it doesn't matter where you're located. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to call us, to email us, to come and visit us and hang out with us and try to understand it all together. Rita, I think what you're doing is great. We need to have a coffee joint in every city. And uh, I look forward to going to Denver, Colorado soon and checking out your great establishment. Thanks so much for taking time to speak with us today. Now I want to get to a weekly feature here present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week. And here it is. And I quote, the introduction of smokeless cannabis in dosage form will immediately ease human pain and suffering and help to move medical marijuana from the underground economy to the mainstream of the nation's healthcare system. And that is Stephen Paterno, PhD, Deputy Director of the Duke Cancer Institute and Professor of Medicine at Duke University School of Medicine. That concludes. This is Dalman Hamperson on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempersin at gmail.com. They present theme song Take Back the Plants performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn it to music, Maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.